thanks for dialing into our podcast. We're the Light Church Bradford here in Yorkshire, England, a church committed to following Jesus and loving our city back to life again. We truly hope and pray this week's message helps you and encourages you on your journey, especially in these really challenging times. So yeah, Father God, we just thank you for Rachel and what a gift she is to your church, Lord, to us as a family, Lord, here. Thank you for the passion and love for you that you've put inside her, Lord. And I just pray, Lord, we'd not only catch that um, passion for you, God, but we'd hear with open ears and open hearts what, what she's saying, Lord. And I just pray for all of us listening, Lord Jesus, that, yeah, those seeds of eternal fruit would land in our hearts and our souls, Lord, and a new thought, a new perspective, a new way of thinking about you or what you want us to do lord we would take notice of that little seed lord jesus and make sure it grows in our life lord i pray amen amen it's great to be here hello if you're watching online and during worship i don't know if anybody else felt this but there was just a lovely sense of god's deep presence with us very gentle but definitely there and i had this picture of the lion of judah just really felt that God was saying to us, he's here. He's here with us. So let that presence just hover. And we're going to land on a really beautiful time to respond to what God might be doing in your life. But the Lion of Judah is here. So we're in the middle of January and I have been running and sometimes swimming on my lunch breaks. And I don't know, that just screams January to me. (laughs) Whether I'm going to keep that up in February or not, who knows? (laughs) But you'll have realised that all throughout this month we are vision casting. We're sharing with you what we believe God has put on our hearts and how he's leading us throughout this year. And so I want to start with this bit of a diagram that's going to come up on the screen. We've chatted a bit about different prophetic words that we feel God's given us, scripture that God's given us. Last week, Matt started to unpick this idea of building strong this year and having a trellis, a really strong trellis to grow up in our discipleship journeys. And I thought I would just show you this to help put into some context all the different things that God is saying. So you'll see build strong on the left-hand side. There's our corporate application of that, and we've talked about the building project, but also our structure changing services. And there's a personal application, the discipleship framework. Josie mentioned earlier the be with Jesus, be like Jesus, do what Jesus would do. But we're going to come right up to the top this morning and work our way down the dig deeper side. So I started to unpack last week that the word that I believe God had given me for the start of this year was movement. Now movement can be many, many things. It can be explosive fireworks. It can be fast-paced running. It could be amazing and expressive, energetic dance, which whenever we're all on a dance floor together, I'm sure we've got some people in here that have expressive dance moves. (laughs) But the picture that came with it was this picture of a UK canal boat. So we're going to have one on the screen. So for anybody that hasn't ever seen a UK canal boat, this is what one looks like. And they're long, kind of very um, sturdy. They've slow paced. They've got living compartments and often they're tied 
to a banking and when it's time to cast off somebody jumps onto that banking unties the rope and then the boat slowly moves off from the side so when god gave us if we go back to that diagram when god gave us build stronger and dig deeper it was with this sense of slow steady secure movement all the way throughout the year so we're going to keep going down that dig deeper side and romans 11 verse 33 it says oh the depths of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. And in Ephesians 3, there's this prayer that we would grasp how wide and how deep the love is of God. There was a prophetic picture given there, which I think we're going to push into next week. But for where we're landing this morning, we're going to come all the way down to our personal application of this, this idea, this challenge that God is saying to us, dig deeper this year, and we're going to unpack 1 Peter chapter 5. And God gave me this particular passage as I was praying for 2022. I think it was last November. And with it comes this sense that at the start of this year, there's a word here for all of us to think about our characters and to think, are we going to allow God to take us deeper this year? in our characters, in how we know him, in how we lead, and how we serve. So we're going to read that together, and I just want to ask right off the bat, are you going to let God take you deeper this year? 1 Peter 5, Peter wrote this bit of scripture about 62, 64 years after Jesus had died and gone back to heaven. And he'd written it to a group of establishing churches in Turkey. And so much of the letters in the New Testament are filled with encouragements and guidelines for how to get our characters right before God, how to live out in godly characters. And as he's writing this to those churches in Turkey, that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to encourage and strengthen those churches as they establish. And I really believe that that is the same word, these are the same things that God has for us this morning. So let's read together 1 Peter 5. So it's titled, To the Elders and the Flock, and it says this. So I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you. Not for shameful gain, but eagerly. Not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. Likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility towards one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him, for he cares for you. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm 
in your faith. And we'll leave it there. And I want us to take a closer look at serving each other this morning. This passage addresses both of those in leadership positions and those that have been called to be followers. And neither role is insignificant. And actually, I think that each of us are called to lead well and each of us are called to follow well. And I'll unpack that as we go. I want to speak to anybody who is in a position of oversight of other people one of our many teams, that we are instructed to willingly watch over those that are in our care, not out of ego or ambition, but from a place of servant-heartedness and setting a good example. We've been given the opportunity, this is whether you're a home church leader, kids team leader, worship leader, serving in another leadership position, We've been given this opportunity by God to help Jesus shepherd his flock. And any of that ego or ambition just means we're not going to be doing a good enough or God enough job. And in the Christmas message this year when I was talking about God being the greatest gift giver, I really made a point that everybody in our church family that's here now, everybody in our church family that's watching online, You are a gift to us. You are a gift. And I love thinking about it like that because it inspires me to do better. And when our kids and our youth teams are leading, they are blessed to be serving a room full of treasure. When our TLG staff are teaching, believe it or not, they know that they are blessed, so blessed to be stood in front of a room of kids, of lost sheep that Jesus loves enough to die for. When our worship leaders are leading, they are encouraging you guys as a room full of wonderful people with deep gifts to pour out and express praise to God. For those of us given the privilege of overseeing God's remarkable gifts, it's all about our characters And our characters go way beyond our charisma. You know, we could be stood up here dressed in all the best clothes so that we look great. Or we could have so much charisma that we can make people laugh or journey with people and maybe even sometimes they'll cry. Or we could spurt catchy great things. But if our characters aren't godly, then our charisma is empty and we won't be doing a good job of leading you. And I was listening actually to a lead School of Theology podcast all around this idea of charisma versus character. And they make the point that if you want to lead well for the long haul, responsibly and faithfully, then character is the one thing that you have to consistently work at. So if you're sat here in any kind of position of leadership of others, then this is a real opportunity to just weigh your heart at the start of the year. And just let God illuminate anything in there that might be of him. Have you checked that your heart posture is right at the start of the year? Are you truly aware that you are called to serve and enhance the treasure that he has placed into your care? But what about those who aren't currently serving in a leadership of others' position? And I'm going to say again that 
Being called to be an amazing follower is so significant. It's not that one is better than the other. The instruction is to submit to your elders. And the word submit here is this Greek word, hupotasso. Maybe one of my favorite new words. <laughs> and it has a military meaning and it has a non-military meaning. And the non-military meaning has this lovely phrase, a voluntary attitude of giving in and cooperating. And I love that because it just speaks of so much freedom, not only for the leader, but for the follower as well. And God hasn't asked us to be a church of 300 lead pastors. Can you imagine that? <laughs> or 300 trustees, or 300 worship leaders. That would be crazy, wouldn't it? I just want to encourage you that he sees the place that you're in right now and he wants to know, will you let him work in you more deeply on your character so that you can be an exceptional follower of where he's called you to follow? And actually, this is where I think that God has called each of us to be amazing followers and amazing leaders. Whether you're overseeing hundreds or tens or whether he's asked you to be, pay really close attention and do a great job of leading your own character. We're all called to have godly character in how we lead ourselves and in how we follow those that God has appointed to guide us. And actually, when I was writing the first draft of this talk, if you remember that little diagram, sometimes God gives me so many prophetic pictures for just where we're going. And, you know, like I've never known a season like it, really. That's quite a new thing for me, just how consistently he gives them. And the first draft of this talk was like, and we've got this prophetic picture here, and we've got this here, and I want to tell them that, and I want to tell them this. And Matt kind of had to say, just steady it out, like <laughs> slow it down a bit. Like it's not that this is the wrong stuff, but if you just kind of go, and this is what God said, and that's what God says, people will just be left like, ah, I don't know which thing to grab hold of. And that was great feedback. But can you imagine if I'd have been like, no, Matt, no. This is what God said me to me. I am just going to run with it. I'm going to go with it. Come on. This is what we're doing. And that obviously would ring or should ring loads of alarm bells about my heart condition, right? About my character. And it would have meant that I'd done a really bad job of following Matt, but it also would have meant that I'd have done a disservice in how I led you guys. And I'm making it out maybe like I've got this exactly right. I've got this nailed and clearly I don't. Spare a thought for Joe, who can't be with us this morning. But up until very recently, I would not be told that porridge could be made in a better way. So we're all on that journey of learning how to be good followers and good leaders. And I had this experience a few years back where actually I don't think I was leading or following in humility, really. And maybe from the outside, it looked like I was. But on the inside, I don't really think so. And God really used the opportunity to bring my face low. There's lots in scripture about how God can bring us low when we're learning and when we're being trained. And he gave me this picture of like a spine that had just started to be bent out of shape. And he needed to kind of reset it. And it was painful. It was a really painful time. So I get that this stuff is hard when we consider our characters 
how we lead and serve. I get that this stuff is hard. So how do we do it well? What is God saying to us in how we can do this well at the start of this year? And thankfully, Peter has an answer for us in verses five and six. It says, clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility towards one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, so at the proper time, he may exalt you. This year, for where we're going, all the changes that we're going to journey together, as we're getting used to new family being together, and still new family members are joining us, and it's amazing. We need to clothe ourselves in humility, in how we lead and serve each other. And I found this lovely biblical description of what humility says. It says this, embracing who you are in Christ over who you are in the flesh. To be so free of concern for your own ego that you unreservedly elevate those around you. And I just thought, wow, if we all act like this this year, the fruit of that would be totally amazing. How are you leading yourself throughout this year? Have you even thought about it yet? How are you following those that have been appointed to lead you and guide you? Just want to give you an invitation. If that feels like there's something wrestling there in your spirit, if that feels hard, there is an opportunity for us all to pray together at the end. But let's keep going through the passage. And it absolutely amazed me that this verse about anxiety came as part of the exact same verse on humility. So from verse 6 then, when it's talking about humbling yourselves under the mighty hand of God, the very next part of it is casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. And simply put, I think sometimes the thought of humbling ourselves so much, so, so low that we naturally elevate all those others around us, it can cause us so much anxiety, right? And because it means we have to let go of the control, we have to stop trying to elevate ourselves, stop pushing our opinions through, our thoughts, forcing our own direction, our own ways of working, which, if we're all being completely honest, we all think that we have some version of the right way, right? My version of doing the porridge was the right way. <laughs> Can I just say? <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> It comes with anxiety when we think of surrendering the control. And it doesn't mean that everybody stops bringing ideas or God senses or even challenge, but it's about the heart posture around it. Humbling ourselves so that we can fully surrender any anxious or agitated thoughts and bring them to God. Sometimes these things are just too heavy for us to carry on our own. And when I looked at the Greek word for anxiety, or sometimes it's translated as care, and for those of you that might not know why we look at Greek words, the New Testament was written in Greek, and so when it translates to English, you get like a one-word translation, but sometimes it doesn't give you the full depth of the meaning of that word. So when I looked at it, I found this really interesting thing. The Greek word is merimna, which actually comes from this idea of distraction or to be drawn in a different direction. 
And so you could translate the verse as humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God so at the proper time he may exalt you, casting on him all those things that make you so anxious they will draw you in a different direction. Casting on him all those things that make you so anxious they will draw you in a different direction. Why? Because he cares for you. Philippians 4 verse 6, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And as I was typing all this out, God reminded me of a picture of a strand of hair. You know sometimes when you watch hair adverts and there's like a graphic of like a root of hair coming out of like a, in fact we've got a picture of it I think. Yeah, perfect, that's it. So this is like a Pantene Pro-V advert from like the 90s or something. A strand of hair growing really smooth and then there's one with kind of all the split ends coming off as it grows. And that idea of so anxious that you're going in a different direction, I just really felt for all of us as one body as we go through this year, we're called to be together as we go through we're called to journey all the changes together, the deepening of our characters together. And that was just a lovely picture I, I felt was an encouragement for us to grow up the right way and go through this year together. And so this morning, I believe that God is calling us to cast all our anxieties on him, to smooth down and come in line with each other, to view ourselves so humbly in how we lead and serve each other, that we see ourselves as one team for the kingdom of God. We are one team for this city. And it doesn't mean that everything has to be perfect before you do that. In fact, I wouldn't expect things to be perfect before God asks you to go on that humility journey and join the team. You take the not 18s team, for example, we're very much still trying to fill in lots of gaps before we're running smoothly it's definitely not perfect but we have all this excitement and all this vision of where we're going but we're not going to be able to do it with the support without the support of the whole team and lots of people leading and serving in humility and i think god gave me specifically one peter five last term for right now because there's a call on each of our lives to pull together in 2022 like we've never known before. And that is an awesome and humbling prospect. Imagine what we're going to achieve all together as one team, one church family. Imagine what we're going to achieve as we encourage the giftings out of each other as we celebrate and champion each other, imagine what we're going to achieve in the city of Bradford with those servant hearts and that city that really needs us. And I guess I want to know how humble is your heart right now? Do you see yourself as part of the team? How strong is your character? Is God pressing on anything new to go deeper? How deep is your relationship with God? How strong is your faith? Are you going to be in a position to bring your best to the team this year? Can you dig deeper 
with God and where he's leading you. And finally, I just want to touch a little bit on verse 8 and 9 in this passage. Be sober-minded and watchful. We're talking about the invitation to some deep things in God here. Things that are spoken out and worked through so that you can step into deeper freedom, deeper relationship with God, so that our whole church knows more success in reaching the lost and ministering to each other. It's not surprising that the enemy of God would try and just come in and halt that. And when Matt started to unpack Build Strong and the trellis and the vine last week, and I'm really excited that in the next couple of weeks, he's going to continue with that. There are ways that we can all put in place that strengthen our faith, that help us grow up this trellis. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Resist the enemy and stand firm in your faith. 2022, build strong and dig deeper. It's not an accident that those two phrases have come together. We're all called to think about those things this year. Think about how we can strengthen, how we can train ourselves. To learn how to resist and stand strong in our faith. Are you going to be open to those things that God will show you? And if this is all feeling a little bit uncomfortable or a bit of a challenge, there's this lovely verse in Romans 5, verse 3, which talks about what happens when we push through anything that feels uncomfortable. Perseverance produces character, and character produces hope. Build strong and dig deeper. So to close, I'm just going to ask the band to come up and play. I realise that there was a lot that we've touched on in different themes in there. And just as the presence of God has been hovering with us, there's this real gentle invitation, I think, to say yes to more of Jesus this morning in how you trust him can you trust him to take you deeper this year do you trust him enough with your character development do you trust him enough to hold any anxiety about what the year might hold and we're going to be here to pray with you so as we start to worship Just allow God to highlight anything that he's brought to your mind from that passage. This is such an exciting time for us as a church. We are so excited to step into new church structure. We're so excited to be on the journey together. We're so excited for every single person in this room that is a gift. We're so excited for the, yeah, the characteristics you guys have, the spiritual gifts you guys have. We're so excited to watch as God leads you deeper this year and see the fruit of that. Can you go deeper with him this year? Can you trust him to take you deeper? How are you leading? How are you serving? 
God, would you just come and speak to us as we worship? Let's just stand. And if you feel able, you can hold out your hands to just say, yes, Jesus, I'm going to trust you this year. If you want someone to pray with you, there'll be a few of us from the prayer ministry team at the front. Let's commit our characters to God this year. God, I just want to thank you that you are here in this space. Father, I thank you that the invitation is to go deeper with you. I thank you that you see our characters. And I thank you that you produce so much fruit in us, God, when we get this right. So God, we just want to surrender to you as one team, as one church body. We want to go where you're leading us this year. We want to surrender to the work that you're doing in our lives. Father, would you come and move? In your name, Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, you made it to the end. That's even more encouraging. If you'd like to find out more about who we are, visit our website at thelightchurch.org.uk. We pray God's blessing on you now as you go into the rest of your day. 